This is Alex. And this is Mason. And this is The Overcompetitive Bystanders. And this is our show where we share our strong opinions about things we don't know anything about. One of us favors college, one of us favors NFL. Let's see how this goes. So this week, since we didn't record last week, I have a poo-poo team of the week for last week, and I have one for this week. Um, okay. And I have nominees for each week. Um, well, I know and- my poo-poo team of the week for last week. I don't know this week, but I got my poo-poo team of the week last week. Oh, yeah, I know you do. And uh, I think they're a strong candidate for who it is. So I actually, I I misspoke. I have five nominees for last week because there were a couple that I just really had a hard time holding out. Um, So the first nominee is Miami. So if you didn't know, last week Miami Mm -hmm. lost um, to FIU. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and they lost in Miami. FIU is also in Miami. So they right. played a neutral site game, um, but it was at the Dolphin Stadium, but that's really not a neutral site game, but whatever. Okay. Um, and FIU beat Miami, and I think the final score, they beat them by a touchdown or so, but that was not indicative for how much FIU was murdering Miami in that game. <laughs> right. That was not a game that was like, oh, wow, like FIU scored like a good touchdown at the end and like pulled it out. No, yeah. that was like FIU stepped off the gas in the whole fourth quarter and Miami got back in the game. Yeah, those games were, we only lost by a touchdown. It's like, well, you know, yeah, but if you, you probably them. should have. Yeah, so that was that was pretty ugly. Um, another one is UTEP, mm-hmm. who, wa- who lost to... New Mexico State. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, who was one in nine, but with that win went two and ten, and then with or two and nine, and then with their loss this week to Liberty, New Mexico <laughs> State finished two and ten. Wait, did they go zero and two against Liberty? Yes, they did go zero and two versus Liberty. Oh man, you lost to a team that went zero two to Liberty. I might. That's a that's a rough rough. That's spot. a rough one. That's a rough one. The next one is Rutgers, mm. um, and it's not. This one's kind of not a great one, um, but I just feel like they have to be mentioned. So last week they lost twenty-seven to zero to a five and six Michigan State team. <laughs> um, so Rutgers went two and ten on the year, and their only two wins were over Liberty and UMass. Wow. So UMass, one of the worst teams in the country, undeniably, and Liberty, who is bowl eligible this year, but almost solely because they played absolute garbage throughout the year to make it to bowl eligible. Well, yeah, they got to play New Mexico State twice. They played New Mexico State twice. They played UMass. They played an FCS team. Like, they have yeah. seven wins, and I don't think any of those seven are respectable. So <laughs> right. Does does Rutgers have a new coach yet? Yes, they do. Um, And actually, they have an old coach. Um, They rehired Greg Schiano. I don't like that coach a little while ago. He did well. So Schiano, I'm sure he's a great coach. I just don't. Schiano is an interesting one um, because so he was, I believe, most recently at Ohio State, but then he was unemployed. Yeah, but he was rumored to the 
Tennessee job a while ago, a couple of years ago, okay. but they didn't want to hire him because he had connections to Penn State with the whole scandal. The whole Sandusky thing? The whole Sandusky thing. He was late in it. He was, I, I think he was a coach of the team. I think he was like their defensive coordinator at Penn State when everything broke. Mm. So it's not like he was there with Sandusky, but he has that tie to Penn State, and so it was kind of dirty. Right. And so Tennessee fans got really like up into it and were mm. like, we can't hire that type of coach. And so they didn't hire him. He's a good coach. He's a really good coach. He won in Rutgers recently. Mm-hmm. Um, like last time Rutgers was decent, he was their head coach. Right. <clears throat> so. Well, good luck to him. Yeah, good luck to him there. Um, but yeah, Rutgers, real bad, real bad. Um, the other nominee, the fourth nominee for last week is Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention that they started four and one. Um, they then went two and four in a in their next six games, which included a two point win over Kansas and a three point win over Kansas State. Oh goody. Um, those are Kansas those are great State. respectable wins. I mean Kansas State is Oklahoma's loss, so they can't be terrible, but Yeah. I like Kansas State. They're not but bad, at the same but... time going two and four where both of them are barely squeaking out wins not good. And this was um, the year and, that Texas was supposed to be coming back. This was Texas's well, year. So that's the stupid thing. They weren't supposed to be coming back. There was there was hype around them, but if you talk to people in like people that were in the program, not like the players, but like the coaches, the ADs, people like that, um and then you talked to media, mm-hmm. they talked about how Texas was supposed to be better this year. But this year was not supposed to be Texas's back. But because last year they did well in their bowl game against Georgia, right? it created that hype of them coming back. Right. I, I know nobody respectable actually thought, well, I'm not going to say that. Well, there but, were people but, that actually thought, yeah. Right. But mo- most most people... Most people didn't think that they were coming back, but there was all this hype behind Texas, and then they barely lost to LSU, and it's like, oh, they're they're still they good. They looked like they might have been legit at that and point. And they barely lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, they barely lost to okay. Oklahoma. They looked decent that. Like, yeah, they're when they were four and one, they looked okay. They looked like okay, maybe they are legit. And then the wheels came off. They looked like they a were, top fifteen team to me. Yep. Yeah, they did. Like I, I, I don't know whether they were ever good enough to break that top ten for me, but I definitely thought they were top fifteen. I wonder if I had them. So week five, I had them at number thirteen. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I thought they were that good. I thought they were great. They weren't, but that's no, that's not. just its own thing. But yeah, so uh, they're more the honorary nominee, not so much the actual poo poo team of the week. But I, I saw that stat and I really wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Oregon is the other nominee for Poo Poo Team of the Week. And my Poo Poo Team of the Week. Yes. Who was right there on the cusp of going to the playoffs if they win the conference, looking great. And then they lost at Arizona State. And all good things die in Arizona. Yeah. It's the worst. Arizona. It's yeah. worse than Iowa. I'm saying it now. I was wrong. Iowa is not the worst state. Arizona. Iowa's not the worst. It's Arizona. <laughs> Yeah. 
And with Oregon's loss came the possible loss of the playoff for the Pac-12, including yeah. Utah, because Utah needs Oregon to look good for that win to matter. Yeah, and now it's – what are they ranked now, 15? 12. Okay. Or sorry, they're 13. 13, okay. 13 right now. Still. So they fell to 14, beat um, Oregon State, and rose to 13. Yeah, at least if – at least if Utah beats Oregon, they'll finally have a ranked win and people can shut up about that. But yeah, like that was have. that, that we, we talked about it two weeks ago. They got each have two games that should be easy to win. Yep. If they won out, the winner of that That's championship good. was very likely to go on. And with what happened to Alabama, a hundred percent for sure. They're, they're ahead of Oklahoma yep. if they both went out. Yep. But now, but now we have Oklahoma's, sneaking in there and i honestly think at this point oklahoma might have a better case for being that number 14 yeah, it'll be tough i'll talk about it a little bit more on where i stand on it okay but it really is this loss sucks yeah. and so oregon is the poo poo team of the week for last week 100 percent, 100 percent. like there's there's no doubt about it like um, even if they had just lost to arizona state they would have been in poo poo talks the fact that they screwed definitely their playoff chances and potentially Utah's in a single game to a team they shouldn't have lost to. Yeah. The fact that they screwed up the conference, not just themselves is really bad. Yeah. So, so congrats to Oregon. You were poo poo team of the week. And then for the next part, um, for this week's poo poo team of the week, um, there were a couple nominees who were pretty solid. Um, the first one is going to be Fresno state. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw, and I don't want this to sound like disrespect to the team that won because I love the team that won, but they lost to San Jose state, <laughs> which if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, I, I would have thought that would have been like a massive upset. Yeah. Well, San Jose state finished five and seven and Fresno state finished four and eight. Oh no. Yep. Oh, no. So not really that. Not an upset that much. I mean, yeah, Fresno State was favored, but no. when the team that won has a better record and you're in the same conference, it's hard to really have much of an anything except for oh. they were just the better team. So is Fresno State's coach getting fired then if they went from winning their the conference no, last year? This, to... So I was thinking this was going to be a rebuild year for Fresno State. Okay. I didn't think it was going to be this much of a rebuild year. Right. Um. Because they lost every, like, I was thinking they probably are like a seven and five team. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, falling to four and eight is bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Losing to San Jose State is bad. Yeah. But, because Fresno State, they just lost everybody. They lost all the production. It's really similar to Utah State. Right. Um, but, and they're they, similar to Utah State as well. They don't have the consistent recruiting, the consistent inflow of talent where you can just expect to bounce back like Boise does every year. Right. So I'm okay with it, but oh yeah, they, their coach has got to be a, a little warm on his seat right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's going to be rough. The next one was, uh, Illinois mm. who lost to three and nine, uh, Northwestern and was Northwestern's only conference win. Oh yeah. See, I thought um, Northwestern was going to do a lot better this year. I had higher hopes for them this year. Yeah, I kind of did too. I thought they'd be decent, but they were. Oh, they were bad this year. Yeah, they were. 
They were real bad because one of their wis- wins was over um, UMass. Right. And then their other win was over – I just want to make sure. I think it was their FCS team, but I'm not positive that they – oh, it was over UNLV was their other uh, win. So basically an F- FCS so team. So basically, yeah. So UNLV and UMass was – was there two wins, two of the worst teams in the country, undeniably. Like, and yeah, there's no, and argument. then Illinois, like, come on, Illinois. And it wasn't even like they barely pulled it out. They beat them 29 to 10 wow. at Illinois. Oh, that's rough. Like, that's just ugly. That's just, that shouldn't happen. No. Um, then the next one was Arkansas state who lost to now two and 10 South Alabama. Oh and gosh. was their only conference win. Wow. That's that's embarrassing. So I I will always recognize teams that got their only conference win in the last week of the year against a seven and five Arkansas State team. Yeah. Like that's not a terrible team. No. Yep, and South Alabama's only other win was against a FCS school. Of course. So congrats. You you beat a team, or you lost to a team that has only beaten an FCS team. That's, that's bad. Yeah, that's and they haven't bad. been competitive in many of their games. So no, they haven't. They were semi-competitive with Nebraska, though. Mm. Sometimes <laughs> you just get it. Sometimes yeah. your just game flow goes, and the matchups are just right. But that's rough. And that some somebody's having a day. Somebody's just on fire. Yep. So. uh Arkansas State is also up for it. And then the last team to be nominated is Ole Miss, mm-hmm. um, which also – and I love it because this is their nickname, or this is what rivals call them, but it's so fitting this week. Old Piss. Mm. Um, so I think I sent you a text on it. I don't know if I talked to you about it. Uh, did you see the end of the Egg Bowl, their game against Mississippi State? Remind me. So, with four seconds left in the game, Ole Miss was losing to Mississippi State by seven. Uh-huh. They then throw a pass, get a touchdown, four seconds left on the clock. Um, their wide receiver then goes, gets down on all fours, and celebrates this game-tying touchdown by lifting his back leg like a dog taking a piss. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, the, they were playing against the Bulldogs, yeah, so I guess there is a little bit of dog something there. Mm-hmm. But so he goes at all fours, lifts his leg like a dog taking a piss. The ref throws the flag for unsportsmanlike conduct. That moves the PAT 15 yards back, and they miss it and lose. Um, oh and because God. of this game, see, I didn't see that part. I only saw the, 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 the celebration. I didn't see that that made them. That's, yeah. that's really bad. It's just, that's still what, like a 20, 28 yard field goal. Maybe a 30. Yeah. It's still not ter- like, cause it, it would have been, let's see. Cause yeah, move it back to the 27 plus 10 plus 7. Oh, okay. It's like a 44-yarder. 
So it's not like I mean a forty four yarder isn't one that's or let's call it forty. That should be easily made. It's right in the center of the field. I mean, Greg Zerline missed a forty one yarder to this last week. Granted it didn't make a difference, but he still missed a forty one yarder. Yeah. But that's just that's the worst. And so because of this Old Miss definitely missed a bowl. They were already out. They weren't going to make mm-hmm. a bowl anyway. Um, but had they won, they would have been five and seven, and they would have been right at the front of the line mm. for the teams that technically didn't make a bowl but did make a bowl. The leftovers. The leftovers that make it based on their um, APR rate mm-hmm. or their APR, which is my favorite part. So they would have had a chance at making it because of how smart they are and good at school. But now, because one of their players Just, took a piss... Yeah, it was on the so field, stupid to, to get an That just knocked him out entirely. Oh, man. It's so beautiful. And they fired their coach after the game. Does that kid still have a scholarship? I imagine he does, because I wonder if they fired the coach fast enough that he didn't have a chance to take it from him. That's true. That's true. I, that, that's so dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, oh, man. So Ole Miss gets Poo Poo Team of the Week. Absolutely. No and doubt. it may be, I I was trying to think of a play on it, but it may be the, the PP Team of the Week. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So, yeah, those are, so Ole Miss and, and Oregon, congrats. You were the lowlights of the nation in the past two weeks. Absolutely. Um, and then there were a couple of little things last week that I wanted to talk about. This week, I'll just mention real quick. So um, I don't know if you saw, but PETA was being really stupid about uh, Georgia's bulldog. No, I, I didn't see that. So they've, I mean, they've gotten up about stuff in the past. But this one was my favorite because uh, they were all mad. They tweeted about it, about how like a dog has no place being a mascot. Look how miserable he is because he was, cause it was raining pretty hard right. at Georgia in the Texas A&M game. And he has a little dog house. And so he was just like in the dog house, but he was as far back as he could get. Uh-huh. And he was like sitting there, but he was falling asleep. So he's kind of like dozing off a little bit, but they were like, there was the video of that. And they're like, look how miserable he is. It's like, no, he looks like he is the only person in this stadium that is dry. Yeah. He's the only living thing in this stadium that is not soaking wet right now. And he's a little tired. Yeah, he's been running around for the past hour, most likely. Yeah, and he's a bulldog. They don't breathe well. No, they don't. (laughs) He's ready for bed. They are the opposite of evolution. Yeah. And so... I just thought it was funny because like they tweeted that out and like a bunch of Georgia people and like players were like, that dog is the best treated dog in the state. Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the best treated dogs in the country. Oh, like yeah, that dog is pampered to hell. Yeah, all all mascot dogs are treated so nicely. Oh yeah. So I love that. I thought that was funny. Um I also wanted to report on the Missouri scandal results because you remember how we talked about how the NCAA got mad at him 
Oh, yeah. Because one of the tutors was cheating without their knowledge. And then when they found out, they self-reported and cooperated with the NCAA. But the NCAA still said, you are banned from the uh, postseason in like all the major sports. Yes, I remember. Well, so they appealed it. Okay. And it took like eight months to get the result for the, from the appeal back. And the NCAA came back and said, we cannot find proof that you didn't think what we think you were thinking. So the appeal stands. Or so the, the ruling stands. What? So they're not eligible for the bowl season because there's no proof that they that Missouri actually didn't know about this. Which which if, if if they're saying that, that means there's zero proof that they did know about it. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was America. I thought yeah. this was innocent until proven guilty. I realize it's NCAA so. is not the United States government, but that's yeah. still bullshit. Yeah. Oh no, it's so the fact stupid. that you're punishing like a whole school because you couldn't find proof that they weren't lying. Yeah. Exactly. It's the worst thing. And so that's why I, I felt like I had to mention it because it is proof again that you never cooperate with the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Just it does not matter what's happening. Bury it. Nothing. You just, nope. Um, so that was pretty hilarious. Then the next one, um, I want to talk about the Harvard-Yale protest <laughs> with climate change stuff. Um, so <sighs> I'm all for it. I think it was good. So the game was delayed, but then they ended up playing. They finished the second half. The part that I thought was funny was um, – so at halftime, Harvard was beating Yale. Um, and so – and it was at Yale. So there were a lot of people that were like, well, they can't – like the home stadium doesn't want to just call the game because then they'll lose. Right. Um, and I said, well, they're going to lose anyway, so who cares? Well, actually, Yale came back and won it in overtime in wow. a pretty great ending. Really? Yeah, it was a pretty fun huh. ending of that game. That's funny. But, of course, the, the main thing people talked about was the protests. Yeah, um, that, that's the only reason we're talking about the Harvard-Yale game. Yeah, exactly. Like, that used to be a great game, and now it is an FCS game. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of nerds Nobody cares playing. about it anymore. And that's the only, like, that was my favorite part was the people that were mad about it. of Like, oh, you're delaying the game. You're canceling you know, all this stuff. Why are you mad? You're not watching the game. You don't care about the game. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I was like, I, I think it's dumb. I think there's so many other ways they could have done it. But at the end of the day, like, the only reason they're talking about the Harvard Yield game is because of that. Yep. So... And- the biggest thing with it is, and this is why I like it, is they weren't just protesting climate change in general. They were protesting specifically that Harvard and Yale stop using their endowment money to uh, fund or to invest in uh, different like uh, fossil fuel companies. Okay, so it was actually relevant to the two universities. It wasn't. It was just... actually relevant to both teams. It was pulled off by organizations from both teams work from both schools working together. Wow. Specifically, saying Harvard and Yale need to stop um, basically funding fossil fuels. 
When did they go on the field? That's the part I didn't get. Did they go on at half or Yeah, like... they went on at halftime. Okay. And I'm and guessing that was not the halftime was ending. Okay. I was gonna say, I'm guessing it wasn't the planned halftime show. No. Um <laughs> So it was kind of as halftime was ending. My favorite okay. part was there were videos of like the kickers and punters because mm-hmm. they're always the first ones out at halftime. Yeah, I remember seeing the the and protests and there's the kickers are just still kicking. Yeah, and they're I, just. Uh, and then like every once in a while, I'd see like a ball shoot over because the punters are punting. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. So, oh, that was funny. I think the game was delayed for like 45 minutes as they arrested everybody. Which, yep, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. Um, yeah, and then it just it went on. So that was my big thing. Yeah, it it was delayed. It was its own thing, but that yeah, was fine. Yeah, um, forty five minutes. And so then the last game, uh, peaceful. They didn't. Yeah, or from what I understand, anyways. There were people that had like food out there, and were like eating. Was, <laughs> yeah, they were, they planned for the long haul. They're gonna be there for a while, and it it was whatever. Yeah. Uh, the other. So this is an important point that I am firm on. I just, I have, I, nothing can convince me otherwise. Okay. All rivalry games should be color versus color. Like how the BYU-Utah game is the bright red jerseys versus the bright blue jerseys. No one wears the white. I don't disagree. It looks so much better to have color versus color. Now, there are some teams that have similar colors, and so they might wear the white, like BYU-Utah, or BYU-Utah State, where both are blue and white. At that point, yeah, somebody wear white just because... Or just have Utah State wear gray. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Um, mean, or black, or, you know, there's there's plenty of... Have BYU wear their royal, whatever it may be. Yeah, but there's so many there's, ways to figure that out. There's 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 new. Some of these teams have new uniforms every week. Like, yeah, it's not hard to have it be where every team wears yeah. bright colors that are their colors in rivalry games only, and right. I think it looks awesome. I agree. I thought you were going to say that rivalry games should only be played on rivalry week because that's a post I saw this this week. Oh right. no! Yeah, that's there's too many rivalries. Yeah, it's not. It would never work. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn to Oklahoma and say? Okay, so your rivalry with Oklahoma State is a real rivalry, but your rivalry with Texas isn't. Right? Yeah, that's the other thing. Most 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 teams have or not most teams, but I'm sure a lot of teams have multiple rivals, at least yeah. like divisional rivals. Yeah, exactly. And like I understand that a lot of teams have like their classic rival. Right. But like USC and Cal are a rivalry. USC and Stanford are a rivalry. USC and Utah is turning into a rivalry. Yeah. To have the idea that all rivalry games have to be played is stupid. Because then what do you do about like Michigan State? Right. Michigan State's biggest rival is Michigan. But Michigan ha- will be playing Ohio State. 100%. Yeah. What do you do about Penn State? What do you do about teams that don't have that many? Like, just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, it, it's, it was it's dumb. stupid. And it was obviously like, a post off Cougar board, so that, there you go. But. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and they're just stupid. And yeah. so that's the best part is how absolutely dumb they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really love it. I, I, I'm obviously have never gone on Cougar boards. I'm only seeing the Cougar Board Logic Twitter account. 
But every time I see posts, I, I texted you this week. I want to make my own Cougar Board account and just you. You mentioned maybe I should start off small and ramp it up, but I just want to say the most ridiculous things and see if people call me out. If they're like, "Yeah, you're right." So I've seen them call out people that they think are just like fake. But what's funny is a lot of times those comments are really not that different from what the normal comments are. It's just the fact that it's the person's first comment. Right. Okay. So so I would need to take it a little bit slow. Okay. Yeah. Because because I look on there every once in a while, and of course you do. There are some there are some super funny things that they that they say on there. Like they'll the I, what was the one that they were saying a little while ago. Oh, it was like two or three weeks ago where they were like, I just turned into the world's biggest Oregon fan because they wanted them to go through and and beat Utah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, if Oregon won every single game this week or won every single game um, for the next couple weeks by like 30, I would be so happy because it means that Utah's not going to do anything. And I was like, well, wait, that means that Oregon's going to be more respected nationally. So if Utah beats them, it's better for Utah. Yeah. Utah fans want Oregon to do that. It's funny. The other one I saw is I really want Utah to get into the playoffs so they get they get blown out by 50 by either LSU and Ohio State, and it just ruins their program. Oh, yeah. And I'm Sets like, their program back 10 years. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since, you know, Clemson trashing Alabama definitely set their, their back 10 years. Granted, they're going to miss the playoffs for the first time ever. Yeah. But – that has nothing to do. I love it. There's, there's so many great, great things on there. Yeah. It's just, it's so fun. Um, but speaking of rivalries, I wanted to, now we're on to this week's stuff. Okay. I wanted to talk about the iron bowl. Um, and how great of a game that was. Yeah. I didn't watch it. So tell me how great it was. So I'm going to read off a few of the things that happened in this game and just very quick. So there were two pick sixes, both thrown by Alabama's quarterback. (laughs) A doinked kick at the end of the game to decide it. Yeah, that was a good kick. A 12th man on the field um, that gave Alabama an illegal substitution on a fourth and four with one minute left in the game that clinched it for Auburn. Wasn't Saban f***ing about that? Yes. And my favorite thing is he called it some, quote, high school shit. <laughs> because it is. It, like, legit is. I've, I've heard a few people talk about it. It really is. It's a trick that you use in high school because you know that the other team won't be paying attention. And as soon as they fi- figure out what's happening, then they will freak out and they won't know how to communicate who should be coming on and off the field fast enough. Right. And so that's how you force a illegal substitution or 12th man on the field and you convert that fourth and four. Yeah. To be clear, the worst play you've seen in the NFL, that one with the Indianapolis Colts where like the whole sideline like runs to the side of the field and the two people sit in the middle and then they hike the ball. That was this play. They were trying to get the Patriots to have an illegal substitution. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They weren't supposed to hike the ball. But there was some miscommunication between the 
the guy who was snapping the ball had been substituted in that day, some injury or something. Some weird so thing, he, yeah. So there's some miscommunication, and so he hiked the ball. They, he was never supposed to hike the ball unless <laughs> they got the 12 men on the field. Yep. Yep, exactly. And so this one was the best because um, one of the reasons you know that they were never going to punt it was because um, Auburn's quarterback was one of the blockers. Right. Well, and wasn't was it their wide receiver that went out there as the punter? Yes. Yeah, so th- no, their punter went out as a wide receiver. Okay. I okay. I completely misread that. Like I'm like yeah. I, I I read that their wide receiver lined up at punter, and I was like, how the hell did Nick Saban not notice that the that yeah. their wide receiver, even if it's their fifth string wide receiver, is just going out there to punt? I was like, how did they get? Because that's by the that? thing that tricked him is they set up like it was a normal offense. Because their quarterback was set to be like a personal protector, right? And then their their punter was out at wide receiver, and then as soon as Bama had set up their defense, the punter started moving like he was going to go back to the backfield to actually punt it, and so then they started freaking out and they started moving everybody, mm-hmm. and the the guy who was the punt return never got off the field. Uh, and everybody else was changing, and so that's how they got it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't Which actually was see the play. beautiful. I just thought Saban But I'm pretty sure Saban wasn't just thing that they got fooled by some high school play. I'm pretty sure he, he wanted some leeway from the refs. Like, they, yeah. we, there was this is ex- special circumstances. They were trying to trick us, and it's like, yeah. Everyone's trying to trick you every play, dumbass. Yeah, that's the whole point of this play. They got you. You can't, you, you, you can't, you can't and moan because you got duped. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, you can moan that your, your players didn't know what to do or what have you, but you can't with the refs and say you should have done something. It's like yeah. with, the, with Andy Reed last year with, um, D Ford. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, he was saying that the, the refs usually, usually warn them and it, it's like, Sure. Who cares? This is the AFC Championship. Your player yeah. should not have to be warned that he is lined up three yards off sides. Yep. Like at that, there, there, there's no, there's no blaming the refs. Yep. No. So. Exactly. And the whole thing is, is if you want to be upset about the last play of the game, maybe don't give up 48 points throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, to a team that's been relatively mediocre all year. Yeah. Like a, a fine Auburn team, but not not a top ten Auburn team. I mean, mediocre for like a team that beat Alabama. If yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. They're not like a regular mediocre team. They're an SEC top SEC mediocre team. I yep. think that makes sense. Yep. And so I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought about putting Bama as our poo poo team of the week just because of all of this stuff. But I love it. But the thing that makes it so great about this game was because at the end of the second half or at the end of the first half Auburn requested that one second be added to the clock so that they could kick a field goal and that is a guarantee that Auburn is going to beat Bama because that's the kick six that's what happened last time was Auburn or Bama requested that one second be added to the clock because no, our guy when he stepped out of bounds, it wasn't zero. It should be one. Right. And so they did it, and then Bama kicked it. 
they caught it in the back of the end zone and Auburn ran it back for a touchdown. Auburn's going to win the football game. And so when at half, just before halftime, Auburn said, no, we want one second back on the clock. I think everybody in the, in the stadium, everybody in the country knew this game's over. Auburn's got it. And that field goal that Auburn made was the difference maker. Yep. And Saban, of course, whined about that too. Yep. And I love it. I love it so much. It was so beautiful. So we're talking about a game that had two pick sixes. One of them off of it was thrown. Bama's quarterback threw it, hit a, the receiver in his back. Oh, yeah. And then it was a 100-yard return for a touchdown. Wow. A doint kick, a 12th man with the punter, yeah. and a one-second added. This was the greatest. It's one of the highest-scoring Auburn, Bama, like Iron Bowls. It was amazing. One of the best games. Awesome. Yeah, pretty great. Absolutely and, incredible. Yeah. If you're you're saving, you can't whine and moan. You you lost to the only ranked team you've played all year. No, other than LSU. You've lost to both ranked teams yeah. you've played all year. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. You have that's the problem. a ranked team this year, is what I'm trying to say. And that's why uh Bama took quite the tumble in the college football playoff. They fell to twelve. Oh, did they? Yep, it's the lowest ranking they've had in the college football era. Or per, in the playoff era. It does feel like the college football area. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild that yeah. since 2014, so in the past basically six seasons, the lowest that Bama has been ranked is number 12. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Um, so the next thing that I want to talk about is silly season. I love that we're getting into silly season. So that's the phrase that PAPN calls all of the coaching turnover. Oh, yeah. Um, just because so much of it is so silly and so stupid and so weird, um, especially with Stephen Godfrey. He has ties to a lot of the – as a reporter, he just talks to coaches. Uh-huh. He's really connected to the coaches, and so he'll say – here's what's happening in this situation or, you know, this name is being tied to this guy and here's why, and here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this past week they had a search committee, they had a search firm on there and they just kind of did a Q and a with the guy about how do search firms work. And it was awesome. It was really cool. Mm. Um, and so with being able to listen to him during silly season is my favorite thing. Um, because you get things like with the Missouri job that just opened and was kind of a surprise. Um, Barry Odom kind of had a bye week this year. Like with the NCAA sanctions, with everything, um, most Missouri fans, the Missouri athletic department weren't expecting excellence. Right. They went seven and five, which is fine. Yeah. For all the sanctions. Yeah, with everything in place, whatever. But what happened was there were a couple of rumors that basically came out of nowhere that he was going to be fired. Hmm. So what did he do? He turned to the athletic department and said, I would like a public vote of confidence. Public votes of confidence are never good things. No. Never Ever good things. Um, and so then the Missouri Athletic Department turned around and said, no, we like you. you you're our guy. Uh-huh. 
but you're not in trouble. Like your job's not in trouble at all. Mm-hmm. Why would we put out a public like you don't have coaches? Ev- like it'd be dumb if every single year, every single athletic department came out and said our guy won't be fired. It's like no, obviously they're not going to be fired. They made a bowl game. Like yeah, I should have made fun. a bowl game. Yeah, um, and so what happened was he kind of took that as them saying we aren't going to give you that public vote of confidence because we're going to fire you. Right. And so then he started spreading and him and his team and different people connected to him started spreading rumors that Missouri was going to fire him (laughs) and it spread and it picked up enough steam that eventually, and this is all within the past like couple weeks. Wow. That eventually Missouri just said, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> he got himself fired. Not uh, for his performance on the field, but just because... He's being an idiot. He Cousin went and stink. said, hey, boss, I want you to publicly say you won't fire me. And they said, why would we do that? That's dumb. And he went, oh, guess I'm getting fired. And then just kept saying it. Might as well get myself fired. It's stuff like that that, like, um, PAPN will tell you about that no one else really knows. Like, no one else is really reporting on. So that's what's really cool. Oh, yeah, that's Um, a good story. There's a couple other jobs that came out that were pretty surprising, like the Chris Peterson resigning at Washington. Right. Uh, He's already been replaced by Jimmy Lake, which kind of makes sense because Jimmy Lake had been turning down other job opportunities and other interviews. So he had Um, to know this was coming, right? So he had, yeah, he had to have known either that Peterson was was gonna quit, or that he's the coach in the wings. He'll be paid well enough now that there's just, and it's a good enough job that why run around? That's true. Like, because if I'm the defensive coordinator at at Washington and I really like it here, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I could go be the head coach at Utah State or at you at whatever other school do well and then jump back to Washington. Yeah. But that's a risk. If you're already doing well here, why leave and come back? Just stay there. So it sounds like that's kind of what happened with him. Okay. But it's weird with Peterson. I don't, I don't think he's retiring. I I mean, he said he isn't retiring. He said he's just recharging, which tells me he's going to take another job soon. Yeah, so my my thing, I told you this, my thing is one of two things. He either probably is going for the USC job. He either knows that he's getting the USC job because that's the only reason you step down from a job like Washington. Yep. Or he's avoiding a scandal. The whole, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back to recharge kind of just feels like that. I got myself into a little bit of trouble, so I'm going to get myself away from the situation for a minute. And then once... Once it kind of blows over, I'm just going to come back and I'll be Chris Peterson again. Yeah, it'll be wherever he ends up being. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I, hey, that's what's so weird. I think it'll be telling if in, within you know the next month or so if he gets a job offer if he takes a job offer rather. I'm sure he gets a bunch of college. Oh yeah, offers. he'll he'll be getting calls from USC, no doubt. Yeah. But it is also really funny to hear all the different jobs that are currently open talk about like maybe we can get chris peterson right. like there are old miss fans that are oh like maybe God. we can get chris peterson and like arkansas missouri <laughs> um really the i'm looking at a list of the i sent you the one now. about chris peterson going to byu right oh yeah, yeah, yeah where they said 
um, I think I sent you that one. Oh, you too, did, you did, you did. You're about right. how it was like, maybe this is the one that they make the exception for and let him be the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. They just extended Kalani and were like, you know what? F- it. Let's take, let's, let's take Chris yeah. Peterson. Let's, let's just throw everything. Like we, we have our coach we want. Let's throw away our honor code that they have to be Mormon. Like, yeah, throw away the morals, everything. Yeah. That sounds like BYU. Yeah. So the only the only job that's open today that I think is even mildly appealing to Peterson is Florida State. There's no way I'm leaving Washington for Florida State. Yeah, I don't think so either. So it, that, that's why I'm saying. Well, I don't think he's leaving for it. But if he left, like you said, for a scandal... And then he jumps, and because that's the thing, if he's leaving because of something else, yeah, he could go. That could be, depending on how public it becomes. Like if anyone knows. Yep. Um, <clears throat> there aren't many jobs that because I the thing is, if I'm Chris Peterson, I'm probably kind of like Urban Meyer, where I'm just stepping back for a while. Yeah, take I it. don't need. I got a lot of money. Yeah, I don't you, need to go anywhere. If you get a great offer at a school you can't turn down, then great. But if yeah. not, I'm not going to Ole Miss. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the list of schools that I think he should take are pretty limited. And try thinking just of jobs that are semi gonna be available. Mm-hmm. USC, maybe Texas next year. Michigan has a possibility, but that's too much money. For them to fire Harbaugh, yeah, not yet. Um, they had a, they they had a decent second half of the year. Yeah, they didn't get. I mean, they lost. They lost by eighteen to Ohio State. Um, Forty-five to twenty-seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, for 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 how good Ohio State is, I honestly thought that was a respectable loss by Michigan. Thought, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I still see. I still think Ohio State's a top twenty-five team. They're just not a top ten team. That's you mean, it. You mean yeah. Michigan? Yes, Michigan. Sorry. <laughs> I, I do think say, Ohio State is a top ten team. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking around, like there's not that many other jobs. No. That I see as like semi-available. That no. I think are worth it. Worth it more than Washington for sure. Worth like, it more than Washington. Yeah. Like I, there's no. That's that's why I'm it, that's why I'm a, either he has some knowledge that he's going to get an offer at USC. There's some kind of scandal, or maybe I don't know. Maybe he really does just did get overwhelmed because the thing about the NCAA coach that isn't true about NFL NCAA you are on twenty four seven. Well, not twenty four seven, but you are on three hundred and sixty five days of the year. Mm-hmm. If you're not coaching, you're recruiting. If you're not recruiting, you're coaching. You're yep. running camp and recruiting. You're you're running camp. You're running games and recruiting. Like there's just no. Yeah, there's very little off season. There's there's not much of a break time. You think there's any possibility he goes to the NFL? There are going to be a few jobs good. open. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But Ron Rivera just got fired. I think the Panthers' job would be a respect, a good job. Yeah, I think he could. One of the things that I think is interesting. And it, it really limits it, but he has always been kind of a Northwest guy. Yeah. Even before Boise State. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of always been up in that area. 
And that's why Washington made sense for him when he left Boise State. Right. And so that's why it's kind of like, well, Seattle's not going to be a job that's available. No. Like, it's a pretty puzzling move. Yeah, the closest would be, I don't think the Chargers job is open. Like, he's on a hot seat, but I don't think they, with all the stuff that went on this year, I don't think he gets fired. And that's really the only thing relatively close to the, I mean, it's the West Coast. Not just not Northwest. Yeah, it's weird. So that's pretty weird. There's only Um, so much speculation you can do on it. You just got to wait and see how the cards fall. Yeah. So the, the next, the, the last little thing that I want to talk about was, I don't know if you saw the UNLV Nevada fight. No. So at the end of the UNLV Nevada game, um, it's because it's a rivalry game. Mm -hmm. It ended with UNLV winning in overtime which almost got Nevada a spot in the poo-poo team of the week. Because uh, Nevada's pretty bad. Uh, or UNLV's pretty bad. Right. And Nevada's not great. But They're not they should bad. definitely beat UNLV at home. Right. But they lost. And uh, they lost in overtime. Mm. And after the game-winning touchdown, all the UNLV players were celebrating. And it looks like one of the UNLV players said something it looked like one of the wide receivers said something to a a Nevada corner, hmm. and he went behind him and shoved him. He just went and pushed him. Pushed him. Went and pushed him. And uh, that then led to a UNLV player responding by throwing punches, and it turned into a whole thing kind of in the end zone. <laughs> and then that kept kind of getting pushed back uh-huh. in the end zone until it was some of the players were kind of pressed against the stands. <laughs> were the fans getting involved throwing punches? Yeah. Awesome. Well, the fans weren't throwing punches, but they were throwing things on the players. Like, were they throwing beer down? Everyone it looks beer. like they were throwing drinks. Apparent, the, the thing people are saying is it was just snowballs at them. Oh, okay. I, I think. But it didn't. I, I think they were throwing drinks. They were throwing other stuff, too. Yeah. One of the Nevada, one of the Nevada fans pulled a UNLV player's helmet off. Wow. Um, they were yelling stuff at him. Like, it was this whole thing. That's crazy. Um, and then, obviously, like, a lot of punches being thrown between players. And so both athletic departments came out and made a statement about how, like, it's not okay, it's not acceptable, of course. but it's just a mess. But the thing that's crazy is this now means that Nevada's basketball season – and football seasons have both most recently ended <laughs> with a brawl or with a fight or with an incident, you know. Don't mess with Nevada. Yeah. So uh not looking good there. No. Looking looking real uh looking real bad. So I just wanted to mention that there's a video of it of like one of the fans that's like on the railing right there and you like see him pull off the helmet, you see like all the stuff that starts it. It's a good one, so go check it out. I will. That's a goofy one. Um, and then just to wrap everything up, wanted to talk about the playoff rankings. Um, yeah, I actually haven't seen this today's rankings yet. So so last week's rankings, Ohio State took number one. Which they deserved. Um, and then this week, the top four did not move. So it's still Ohio State at one, LSU at two, Clemson at three, and Georgia at four. Okay. Um. Number five was Bama, but because they lost, they fell to 12. So that means Utah is now at five. Oklahoma six. Oklahoma six. Baylor seven. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin eight, Florida nine, Penn State ten, Auburn eleven, Bama twelve, thirteen Oregon, mm-hmm. fourteen Michigan, uh, fifteen Notre Dame, and after that doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. And so, it really is set up to where I think Utah. So first, so the first thing that matters most. LSU Georgia is the SEC championship game this this week. It's huge. It's huge. If Georgia beats LSU, all of the rest of this discussion is nothing. It doesn't matter. LSU takes four. Because if Georgia beats LSU, Georgia's in and LSU's in. I agree. Doesn't matter. Um so the biggest thing is I just don't think I, I can't see Georgia beating LSU. No, I, I, with how they've played this year, I I, I agree. Yeah, um, I think Georgia's talented, but they have one of their best players is suspended for the first half of the game. Uh, they have a couple other guys that are hurt that is are it, questionable. Is that for targeting that he's suspended for the first half? No, it's for uh, punching. Oh, yeah, okay. Georgia Tech player. Nice. So, okay. yeah, that was that wasn't great. No. Um. But. It's one of those situations where I think Georgia full strength is probably pretty competitive against LSU, but where they're not even necessarily full strength, and I still think LSU's the better team. I put LSU as like seven-point favorite over a healthy Georgia. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. And I think this Georgia team is probably in the spot where it's probably going to be a 10 to 14-point win by LSU. Yeah, I would agree. I, I had a 13 as the number in my head. And so I think LSU is going to win it, and that's going to be fine. And that's necessary for the rest of this discussion. Okay. Um, so it then leaves where the two games, Utah versus Oregon and Baylor versus Oklahoma, are critically important. Um, I think that if Utah beats Oregon, it will have to be as impressive or more than how Oklahoma beats Baylor. I agree. I think it's going to be very eye test. Um, if Utah barely squeaks one out against Oregon and Oklahoma beats Baylor by two touchdowns, I think Oklahoma's in. If Utah trounces Oregon and Oklahoma beats Baylor by a t- by 10 points, I think Utah's in. Okay. Um, if Baylor... Goes up twenty eight to three on Oklahoma or twenty nine to three on Oklahoma this time, and, 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 and holds. Yep. Do they ever pass Utah? So, I think they can. So let, let's um, say, for example, the end score was twenty nine to three. Is and like, then I think it depends heavily on what Utah did. Um, I think Utah has a bigger lead over Baylor. Right. Um, but similarly, I mean, if, if Baylor beats Oklahoma 29 to three and Utah beats Oregon by a touchdown, Baylor probably sneaks in. Wow. Um, but if Baylor, crazy. so Baylor has to be more impressive than Utah by a good margin. Um, right. But, I don't see them holding Oklahoma to three points. Yeah, I'll that's the that. thing. I just I don't think Baylor is good enough. 
I think if Baylor was to make the playoff, they would be they would lose by forty. They they haven't played like a eleven and one team all year. They've just pulled off an eleven and one record. Yeah, the only game that I thought they looked that good was three first half of that game against Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. Like that that's that's honestly to me the only reason they're number seven right now. Yep. Exactly. I mean the eleven is, and one record is nice. But yeah. the fact that they, they had a huge lead on Oklahoma and lost at the end of the game, like I think that's the only reason they're being considered. Is that yep. it's like And and maybe this is just disrespect on my part, but in my ranking I have Baylor at number fifteen. Wow. Okay. I don't think Baylor is a better team than Oregon. I don't so think so either. I don't think that I don't think Baylor is a better team than Alabama. Absolutely. Not. I don't think Baylor is a better team than Auburn. No. I don't think Baylor is a better team than Notre Dame or Actually, I, don't, I don't think they are either. Wisconsin or um let's see who else do I have them above. The one that maybe it's a little bit of pull inertia is I do have Memphis above them. I yeah, I'd put Baylor but over I have Memphis, Memphis for at sure. 14 and Baylor at 15, so even if it's just because Baylor's eleven and one, I put them ahead of Memphis. Yeah, 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 yeah I get that. Maybe um, ahead of Notre Dame after how their seasons ran out at the end, but still probably not. Yeah. So that's the thing there, and so I I could see Baylor making it. I don't see him doing it. I think Baylor is number seven. That way, the game has more attention. I think I think you're right. I think. I think they were thinking like, oh, maybe we put them at ten. It's like, well, I mean, they're gonna be if they win the championship, they're gonna be a one loss championship team, so they're gonna yep. need to be considered. But if we have they them at ten, we, we you can't say a number ten Baylor team, jumps no matter four. no matter how convincing the win jumps to four unless like everybody between there loses. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that was part of the well, we'll open the door if. Utah and Oklahoma lose, then we probably want to put a, a, a one-loss championship team in there. But there's a yep. few other teams that could sneak in ahead of them if we have them at 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 where they belong. Yep, because that's the thing is if if LSU beats Georgia and Utah loses to Oregon and Oklahoma loses to Baylor, the committee has in the past said that two losses is too many. The only team left is Baylor. Right. So yeah, I think you're onto something there. I think that's why they put him at number seven, is so that in case of that situation, it's not so far fetched that they're in the playoff. Yeah, where where Alabama's not like we're a better team than Baylor. It's like well, probably at least with Tua, you're probably a better team, but your record doesn't show it. You haven't beat a single ranked team all year. They were number seven. We had them number seven last week. You you didn't even play in the championship. You think you jump them when they were at number seven and won their championship? So exactly, got, you got a point. And so, I think that's why I'm really excited for these these games. So yeah, this week's huge. the the championship games are Utah, Oregon, Baylor, Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Clemson, Virginia. Um, the Ohio State Wisconsin game doesn't really interest me that much because I don't think it matters. I think no matter what happens in that game, Ohio State is making the playoff, and Wisconsin is not. That's Correct. it. Yeah, there's no. That's, there's absolutely. There's absolutely no way Wisconsin goes, and yeah, they they would have to be humiliated, and both Utah 
and Oklahoma just dumpster the team they're playing for for anybody to think that they're going to keep Ohio State out at a one loss. Yep, exactly. There's just no way. So that that one's pretty safe. The one that I think is interesting a little bit is the Clemson-Virginia game. Clemson does not have a signature win. Um, in a sense, they are very similar to Oklahoma and, and Utah. They've been the best of a bad conference. Right. Um, now, Virginia is not near as good as uh, Oregon or Baylor. Yeah, they get they like out there. But that's the thing. So if Virginia beats Clemson, and let's say Oklahoma and Utah both win by two touchdowns, should Clemson make the playoff? I don't even think if Clemson loses in Oklahoma and Utah win, I do not think Clemson goes to the playoffs. Yeah, that's I, what's wild. Like, Dabo Sweeney has been complaining all week in the past few weeks that they've, they're trying to keep us out. We, Georgia loses to South Carolina, and they're trying to figure out how to keep Georgia in the playoffs. We beat South Carolina, and they're trying to figure out how to keep us out. It's like, no. We're, the only no reason we're talking that. about that, the only reason that people are saying that you might miss the playoffs is that you haven't beat a single team that's done anything. Yeah. Like, you, you have a work pro- You're, their, right their now, strength of schedule has to be worse than Alabama's, and people can complain about Alabama's. Oh, yeah. Right now, Clemson's best win right now is probably Wake Forest. Has to be. Who went, like, 7-5. and five. They were ranked at the time, right? Like, 24th? Um, no, they had lost the week before. Okay, so they haven't beat a ranked opponent either. Right? They haven't beat anybody who's ranked. Okay, I mean, yeah, because if no. you look at who they've played, they played a terrible Georgia Tech team. Yep, they play. They beat Texas A and M, which is a I. Texas A and M is a hard one because I do think Texas A and M is better than seven and five. I don't. But disagree. Texas A and M has played five teams that are in the top twelve. Right. Losing those five are fine. And so that's kind of like, okay, cool. So you beat a team that no one's really sure how good they are. Yeah. Awesome. You you they lost beat... to the team that's lost to every other top 10, 15 team. Yeah, exactly. Um, Syracuse is horrible. Charlotte's horrible. They barely beat North Carolina, who's right. not that good. No, they not. trounced Florida State, who's horrible this year. Louisville, who, who's horrible this year. Boston College, who's horrible. Wofford, who's who's an FCS team. NC State, who's not good. Wake Forest, who's okay, I guess. South Carolina, and that's it. Yeah. Your best win is is Wake. And I think Utah and Oklahoma both have better wins than that. And they'll have a conference championship that Clemson will not if they lose this week. Oh, yeah. We'll hear a whole lot of noise from... Clemson, but I do think if they lose their championship game to Virginia, like it would be different if the other team was like Wake Forest and yeah, they were in the top Miami, 20. And Miami was like actually good this year. Yeah. Even if they were just a top 20 team, yeah, it probably changes the fact. But it's Virginia. They're yeah, what, Virginia's seven, you said they were 7 and 5? What? What are they? What's, what's Virginia's record? Yeah, 7 5, 8 and 4. 9 and 3. 9 and 3. Okay. So they're number 22, but they're just not. I mean, it, it's an okay Virginia team. It's nothing 
nothing better than anything that Utah's played. Right. Like I think oh, I think USC is a better team than that. Yep. Um, Granted, I lost, think Arizona but... State is probably a better team than that. Probably. Um, and it's just horrible. It's it sucks that uh that that's just what Clemson has coasted on and they haven't lost so cool that's that's what gets them yeah like the one thing i will agree with Dabo is or sweeney is um it's not his job to build up a conference like it's his job to build up a championship team and he's done that that's true but at the same time with your conference that bad you can't whine and complain about the strength of schedule of alabama and then have your strength of schedule and then whine and moan when you lose to a 9-3 and three at Virginia team that's been unspectacular all year. When exactly. the two other championship teams were top 10 teams who beat top 15 teams to, yep. in their championship game. Yep, exactly. And probably have better wins before that. Yep. So I kind of, like, I don't think Clemson will lose because I think Clemson no. is a mile better than Virginia. 100%. And I actually think Clemson is probably one of the three best teams in the country. I don't. I don't disagree at all. I, but all I'm saying is I, that they I kind of want them to. All, yeah. All I'm saying is they probably should, they they shouldn't lose to Virginia. They probably won't lose to Virginia. But if they lose to Virginia and Utah and Oklahoma win, Clemson should be out of the playoffs. Yep. Exactly. And maybe that's what it'll take for finally there to be a little more recognition of expanding the playoff. Yeah. Of. I mean, Bama and Clemson are arguably still two of the 10 best teams in the country, two of the eight best teams in the country, and would be championship contenders. But because they lost some unlucky games, that's it. Yeah. And And one of those games was when their starting quarterback was uh, injured. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they barely lost that game to a rival. So this week will be really interesting. Really, the games to watch are the... Um, Utah versus Oregon, which will be on Friday, yep. and then Baylor, Oklahoma, and LSU, Georgia. Those are the games that matter. Those are the ones that will be super interesting. Um, for G5, Cincinnati plays Memphis. That'll probably decide the New Year's Six Bowl because um, whoever wins it will probably be ahead of Boise. Right. Um, unless Boise just absolutely murders Hawaii. But right. either way, I think it will be good. It would have to be a really like have to be good murder thrashing. Yeah, I mean, really, it'd have to be what Boise State did to us last week. Yeah, they would have. It to... would have to be that again. Otherwise, yeah. they just and it would have to be where Memphis and Cincinnati don't look impressive. Yeah, they 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 have a low scoring close game. Neither of them pull ahead or Lots look like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I got for this week. Okay. Well. So, obviously, I was sick last week. That's why we didn't record. I've been sick for, I feel like, a month now. But um, I didn't watch, well, actually, this week. This week, I watched a bunch of football. Last week, I didn't watch basically any football. I watched part of the 49ers-Packers game. That game got out of control. I turned that one off. I watched part of the Ravens-Rams game. That one got out of control. I turned that off. Okay. Um, I know it's, you know, kind of bad as a as a Rams fan, but I just felt like I felt so sick. I was going to bed, so like, yeah. I don't feel that bad about it. Um, 
So most of what I'm going to talk about is this week and then just kind of touching on some of the big losses last week. So the okay. Cowboys have lost to the Patriots last week and they did not look good. And then they lost on Thanksgiving to the Bills. Oh, yeah. And again, did not look good. Mm-hmm. They are 6-6 six and six right now and are leading their conference and are probably going to the playoffs because despite the fact that the Eagles have, I think, the easiest strength of schedule left, they just <laughs> lost to Miami. Yeah, they just don't – neither team wants to win the division. Yeah. So the Cowboys and the Eagles – actually, the Eagles beat the Bills. But if you take the t- top two NFC East teams and top two AFC East teams, they're – the AFC East is three and one, proving my point that it has now transferred to being the NFC least as the yeah. worst. I mean, like I, I just don't think it's hard to argue. Their best team is yeah. six and six, and they haven't beat a single team with a winning record. Yeah, there's no one in that conference or there's no one in that division that is even a that even should be a playoff team. Yeah. No, like the Eagles might steal the spot because, like I said, they have the Eagles, the easiest schedule, and the Cowboys actually play some hard games coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, they're gonna the the, the winner of that is gonna probably be eight and eight. Like yep. the winner of that division is probably eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. I think yep. the stat I saw is if the Cowboys beat all of the teams that had a losing record and lost all the teams with a winning record, they'll end the season at nine and seven. Wow, I think they have That's incredible. Yeah. Like, you think the Patriots have an easy schedule? Like, you you're basically gifted a nine and seven, and a and you and still a, lost a division to, championship. Uh, Miami, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the NFC East looks like garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. I honestly, like, at one point thought they were going to come back. Like my brother was talking about how their de- defense is elite. I didn't think their defense. Defense all of a sudden became elite. I, that's not what I saw. Um, but their defense did step it up. Their secondary was actually doing pretty well until this week. Um, it's just, like, I mean, you're five and seven. Like, yeah. what do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, I don't have anything. So uh, the Saints were the first um, team to clinch a playoff spot with their win over the Falcons. Um so I've gone on record apologizing to Latavius Murray because I talked some trash and he, he picked up where when Alvin Kamara went out. Mm-hmm. In this game against the Falcons, in which they won, I think, by a touchdown, Taysom Hill. Oh, he had a good game. Yeah, he blocked a punt. After he blocked that punt later that drive, he scored a three-down touchdown pass. Or catch. Mm-hmm. He didn't pass. He caught it. Um, and then later that game, he had a 30-yard touchdown run. Like, yeah. I don't know. What I, there's nothing I can say. It, he, he's just a freak athlete. That's, that's, he's a workhorse. He really, yeah. He'll do whatever's asked. He'll, he's a good worker. He just, he's not a quarterback is no. the main thing. Yeah, he's not but a quarterback. Put him wherever he needs to be, and he'll do it. I, I, I honestly think he should be a tight end. But yeah, probably. Like probably be pretty good at it. He, I, I think he's a, maybe not top five, but he's fighting for a top five spot as a tight end from what I've seen. Really? Yeah. That's like, cool. like I, I, I honestly think that like he has some great hands. Like he doesn't drop the ball very often. 
He's very hard to tackle. Yeah. And Breeze Breeze isn't beating anyone over top, so he needs He needs that type of target down low. Yeah. He needs the Gronkowski and he's I think he would have it with Taysom Hill. I don't remember I think they ended up trading for some washed up tight end, I think is who they have right now. I can't mm. remember I'm blanking on Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. But like I honestly think they should just move him to and you can yeah. still you can still move him into the wild card spot every once in a while. Yeah. It's fourth and one and you need a trick play. You could even yeah. have Taysom line up as a tight end and then run into the backfield and now all of a sudden the defense is panicking. Like what yeah, are they and then bring do? your punter out at wide receiver and no one knows what's happening. Exactly. The ultimate trick play. Yeah. Where they the hike ultimate... the ball to breeze and it's completely a normal play, but it's just they have no idea what's going on because all of a sudden the punter's on the sideline as a wide receiver. Yeah, and, exactly. And Taysom Hill's in the background. Yeah. So I, I've yeah, given Taysom perfect. Hill a lot of hate over the years. He's no longer – he went from my least favorite college team to one of my least favorite NFL teams or at least one of my least favorite eight NFC teams. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like, I just can't – I, I like just can't him. hate – I like the guy. He's a good guy. I, I, I don't know him as a guy. All I know is if you're good enough to block a punt, run a touchdown, and catch a touchdown pass in the same game, you can't be bad. Yeah, you're you're definitely not a quarterback. He, sh- he should never be getting the ball as a quarterback unless he's going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I can't hate. Got talented. Uh, and congratulations to the Saints. Um, they're a good team. I I do have some questions about Breeze. I don't think they're going to beat you downfield. I, I shared a stat. This is a couple weeks old, but I'm going to pull it up really quick. Actually, I might have I deleted it. Never mind. But so I can't give you the exact numbers. But as of last week, Michael Thomas had more receptions and more receiving yards than all of the Eagles wide receivers combined for the wow. year. Wow! More more reception. I th- I think that's what it yeah. was. I know it's reception yards. I think it was also receptions as well. So that would be like so that would mean Michael Thomas has better stats than Tom Brady does. What do you mean? Because that's what you're saying, that he has more receiving yards than all of the Patriots wide receivers? Eagles wide receivers. Oh, Eagles wide receivers. Sorry, sorry. I, mi- I misunderstood you there. He, I, I'm just saying he's really talented. He's got the best hands in the NFL, I think. He's a, he's, he's a great route runner, and he's somebody that Breeze can depend on because yeah. Breeze isn't throwing the ball deep. So he doesn't need, a, I don't know, Tyree Kill, Deshaun Jackson, somebody who's going to beat you downfield. He needs somebody who can run a route better than most. Mm-hmm. And when you hit him in the hands, he's going to catch the ball. When you throw it a little bit away from him, he's going to catch the ball. When you throw it kind of kind of not great, but away from the defender, he's going to catch the ball. Still good. When he's yep. covered by two people, he's going to catch the contested ball. Like mm-hmm. he's he's just an amazing wide receiver. He throw he, it up and, and he'll get it. Yep. Like he's he um He's been better. I, I at the beginning of the season, I said that I thought Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver in the league. Um, now, Devontae Adams has been injured for the past what feels like seven to eight weeks. I don't remember how long it's actually been, but but for the past little bit, um, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I do think Michael Thomas has been the best and most consistent wide receiver in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae Adams, if he's healthy, he's probably you know, competing for that second spot. I think Don, DeAndre Hopkins 
who I love is one of those that should be talked about as the best wide receiver, but I, I, I think it's hands down Michael Thomas. Um, and then they have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best wide re- receiving running backs in the league, and he can run mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah, good setup. They're basically a power running team with with a great wide receiver. Yeah, like and and a and a fullback, tight end, quarterback, pump blocker that seems to make a difference in a lot of their games. So, Saints are good. They clinched the playoffs. All congratulations to them. I know they're not satisfied. They're going to be going for that bye. I think it's going to be tough for them to sneak that bye. But, um, well, actually, no. No, because I, I had the Packers taking that spot. I think for sure that Saints are stealing that spot. I I'm, unfortunately have to sell a bit of my Packers stock this week. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, right now, okay. I want to talk about how Andy Dalton came back for the Bengals and they finally got a win over the Jets. So they're good now? No. And Andy Dalton's good. Andy Dalton isn't bad. Like, Andy Dalton has never like, been bad. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like y'all were hate. like, you were hating on Andy Dalton early on this season. And I kept saying, is he actually that bad? I and think he's mediocre like he and he's just never done anything special. Yeah. But he's also a Bengal. That I think I said that I said that too though. I think mm-hmm. I said if he was on a different team, I might have a different opinion, but he plays for the Bengals and the Andy Dalton who plays for the Bengals has like mediocre his whole season. His whole career. He's had one standout season where he was in MVP talks for a few weeks. He didn't end up, you know, finishing the season to get that <laughs> MVP, but he mm-hmm. I mean he was in talks. He led a very bad Bengals team to I don't I think they went to the playoffs that year. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, they've gone to the playoffs semi-recently, so yeah. I'm assuming that was the year they went. So, like, he, like, there's, I, he's probably better, he's probably, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Jared Goff I'm going to get every week. So, like, most weeks this year, I think Andy Dalton's probably been a better quarterback than Jared Goff has been. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's going to tell you anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? They're still they're still only a one one win team. They still can well now that Miami and what the Redskins won, they both have three wins. Um, I believe the Jets also have three or four wins. Actually, I think the Jets have four wins. Hmm. So like I, the Bengals still have the are, number are one solidly spot locked there. Like, yeah. and they didn't go winless the whole season. So you know, yeah, win, win for them. you can't you can't go winless all year and still feel good about yourself even if you're tanking you have to win one yeah yeah so i already talked about the eagles the bad against the dolphins um so mason rudolph came back well he didn't come back from his suspension he was never suspended um but he was benched um in the second half last week for oh, yeah. devlin Hodges, whose nickname is Duck. Oh yeah, I heard it. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, okay. They, I, I, I didn't really imagine a football player being called Duck, but if you want to be called, I, Duck. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to. Maybe it was the ESPN Daily that talked a little bit about why. Yeah, I'm sure but, there's a great story, and I'm. I'm oh, sure I remember this. By the end, of he the can year. do duck calls really well, like without like an actual duck call, like with his. Just with his vo- yeah, vocal like cords? he was like professionally trained to do duck calls. Oh wow! 
Okay. He like apprenticed under like one of the best duck callers. <laughs> I just want to see him pull that out in the middle of a game as an audible. I want, yeah, I want that to be how he calls plays. Yeah. If, if you hear the duck call, it's a Hail Mary, just run towards the end zone, he'll get you the ball. Like that's how he does hut hut hike every yeah. single play is he just does a duck call. That would be awesome. I that'd be pretty I cool. would probably watch most dealers games if that if that was true. If he was hiking the ball and calling audibles at the same time with duck calls and managing to communicate what he needed to communicate as well. That would just yep. be next level. Um yep. so I mentioned this earlier, uh Ron Rivera was fired, I think today. Uh, yeah, I think that was today that I, my, I, I, I Again, I've been sick, so I haven't been paying attention, but I think it was today. Um, mm-hmm. So the owner said that three weeks ago when they lost the Falcons at home, the ball got rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last week, they actually only lost to the Saints by three. Who needed a, And they needed a game-winning field goal as time expired to win that game. Yeah. So they went from losing to the Falcons at home in not a very good close game yeah. To keeping it close to the Saints. And then this week they lost to the freaking Redskins. And that's yeah, what lost him his job. You lose bad. to the Redskins as as the Panthers coach after what's gone on this year. Um yeah. like I, I I they're five and seven right now. Like they they've been a semi decent team. I mean their starter quarterback went down and while their their backup quarterback looked pretty good for a while, he's kind of fallen down the past few weeks and has been a little bit more turnover prone um, and just hasn't looked as good. So he's fired. I guarantee he gets a job next year. Um, He's too good of a coach. He is a defensive coach, which is kind of falling out of favor with some crowds. Um, But I still think he gets picked up. I still think he's a great coach. Um, And then the Ravens have had a, Great past couple weeks. First, they dominated the Rams last week. Um, just annihilated them. Um, and, like I promised, Marcus Peters picked off Jared Goff. I've been calling oh, yeah. it for months. I called it the day he was traded. Um, yeah. He got the pick. Um, and then they put away the 49ers. They only beat him by three. I think they looked a lot more... I think they looked convincingly as the better team, even if they weren't convincingly beating them. If that makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah, I think yeah, they solidified themselves as the number one team in the NFL with this win, even though it was only a three point win. Yeah. Um, what was great about this game is, so the score is 17 to 17 with, with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Okay. So it was fourth and five, and they went for it. They missed a pass. The Ravens went for it, missed the pass, turned over to the to the 49ers. The 49ers mm. marched, got to the Baltimore 35, was fourth and one. They went for it. They had an incomplete pass to their tight end, turned it back over to the Ravens. Then... Then again, fourth and one at the Baltimore 30 or 44, four and a half minutes left. They go for it again. They get it this time. They're able to march down the field, kick a game winning field goal with three seconds left, and win the game. 
Um, it was just an amazing game, super uh, strategic game, bunch of like fourth downs, um, fourth down conversions, I should say. Like It was just a really good game. Um, both of these teams dominated the Rams, and I think part of that, I'll give them an excuse, I think it's just the way they play that they just, it's a mismatch against the Rams. Um, but we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. Um, last week, the 49ers, like I mentioned earlier, dominated the Packers. It wasn't even close. It was like 37 to eight. And like yeah, that, eight, that, that eight points was late too. Like, I think it was at least the oh, third really? quarter. Um, okay. So like, it just wasn't a close game. The 49ers dominated that game. Um, yeah. Uh, the Texans are probably going to win the AFC South now. They won against the Colts last week that we said was a big game. And then they beat the Patriots this week. And then the Colts lost to the Titans. So now they're two games behind, I'm pretty sure. If I can do math, they're two games behind because they've lost two games and they won two games. Um, so they very likely win this division um, as I thought they would. And then just final bit of nudes, like news, not nudes. Um, a Cardinals player was suspended for betting on games. The funny thing is, oh yeah, really? You missed this? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so a Cardinals player was suspended for betting on games. Maybe the reason you missed this is he was like, he was picked up uh, at, I think he was dropped by somebody, and then he was picked up at the beginning of the season, and then he immediately went on IR. So, um, uh, Shaw is his name. He hasn't, I don't huh. believe he's played a single game for the Cardinals. Um, now usually in the past, the president has been that they're suspended for the rest of the game, the rest of the season. And then depending on when they got suspended, they're either reinstated that next season, or just, I, I think a couple people have been suspended for the next season as well. But most people were only suspended till the end of the season and they came back. Um, the problem with this one was, though, the bet he made was a parlay bet, and one of the bets was on a Cardinals game. Oh, like, yeah. Can't that's a that. huge no- He ha- Like, I guarantee he's been coached since he's in high school that he can't bet on sports games if he's playing for an organization. Yeah. You definitely can't bet bet on your own sport let alone your own team. It doesn't matter if you're playing like that's bad. So I, yeah, even if you're betting on your team to win, that's, that's still not okay. No. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's suspended through next season. And if that's the case, the Cardinals probably just drop him and he probably just never plays in the NFL again. Um, he wasn't like an outstanding player from what I understand. I think he's a corner, but, um, Hmm. any game anyways, like, just thought that was funny. Like when I heard he bet, I was like, "Oh, he's probably just an idiot and was betting on the MMA." And then it, I heard that he bet on in the football game, and I was like, "Well, I doubt he was stupid enough to bet on a Cardinals game." And then news camp broke. One of the games he bet on was a Cardinals game. So really dumb. Probably not going to play in the mm-hmm. NFL anymore. But who knows? We'll see. Um, I mean, that's basically it for the news and stuff. So going to my top 10 um the rams again are just sitting right outside my top 10 like i have that thing where i'm not overreacting to a single game and so i'm not overreacting to the loss against 
the Ravens because one, the mm-hmm. Ravens are just I mean, the Ravens. damn good. They're the best team in the NFL, mm-hmm. no doubt in my yeah, mind. They look good. Like I think, I think this. We'll talk. I'll, I'll get that later. Anyways, the Ravens are really good, um, and the Rams did not play that game very well. They did just destroy the Cardinals this week. Now it is a three-win Cardinals. I think they're probably the best three-win team in the league, like with without question. Actually, I think they're the best three-win team in the league. Um, but even then, they probably should only be like five and five and five and one at this point. I think. Yeah, five and five and one. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, a five hundred team. Yeah. So, not overreacting. They did look really good. For one, Jared Goff not only looked really good, he didn't turn over the ball, and he had some opportunities. There was there was a couple times in that game where it looked like he was going to have his signature Jared Goff strip sack, um, and both times he held onto the football, um, which I think is a huge improvement. Uh, he showed a little bit more ball security. I know he was playing against the Cardinal secondary, who isn't very good, but he made some really, really good throws. Don't remember him throwing any of those balls where it's like, what the hell are you doing? Well, actually, sorry, there was one, but I think it was a miscommunication with the player or something. Um, yeah. Anyways, the team as a whole looked good. Todd Gurley has looked really good. Um, he so I like I don't know if the plan was to try and keep him um on a, like keep him healthy on a pitch count and so they weren't playing him at the beginning yeah. of the season and then the, all of a sudden they were like hey guys if we don't play Todd Gurley we're not going to the Turn playoffs like we yeah. need him to play so I don't know if that was it but there's there's part of me reason, thinks that it's not somebody pointed this out I think it was JB Long one of the Rams reporters while the Rams were up 34 to 0 in the third quarter Todd Gurley was still on the field hmm I don't know about you, but if I'm trying to hold a player to a snap count and we're up 34 to zero and we have backup running backs that can ice the game at least well enough, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be keeping him in. So I I honestly am curious if this is what we see throughout the rest of the season, 20 to 25 carries. He's in for a bunch of um, plays where he's in the passing game involved in the passing game a little bit more. He's still, they they do things with Todd Gurley in the pass blocking game. Like they moved him up to like where you put the fullback just so he could block because they needed an extra blocker and they didn't want him to have to block from the running back spot. So like, I'm really curious if they're like, okay, this offensive line obviously needs a little bit of help. Like, and so they've been practicing that like let's not let them get overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I I don't know why I'm talking about the Rams so much. Uh, well, I do know because I love them. I'm just so excited that I don't have to hear people talk the Rams for a week. Um, they play the Seahawks this week. Um, that'll be a big game. Um, they kept it really close. They they missed a field goal to to win the game last last time in Seattle. They play in LA. They've looked a lot better recently. They're kind of on that upswing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, I I do think the Seahawks are the better team, but I, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it past the Rams to, to win this game. 
Um, and they're they're seven and four right now, and the the Vikings are eight and three, and that, that's who they need to pass. They're not going to pass because both the Seahawks and the 49ers right now are ten and two. The Rams are definitely mm-hmm. not catching either of them. So mm-hmm. Vikings actually are my number ten team. So I'll, I'll talk about them a little bit. Um, they are okay. They have slipped a little bit the past few weeks. Um, they were competitive against the Seahawks. Um, they looked like they were on even footing with the Seahawks for most of the game. Um, they don't have Adam Thielen. I think Dalvin Cook left in the third quarter. Um, so I, again. I'm probably being too harsh on the Vikings. They probably should be a couple spaces up. Um, I just, again, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, and I just, I, I don't know what it is, but I just, I don't see this team as being that good. It's kind of like with the Cowboys, where it's like when they were six and four, it's mm-hmm. like they have a winning record, and people are putting them back in their top tens. But after I took the Cowboys off. I took the Cowboys out of my top ten, not because they lost a game they should have won, but because they looked mm-hmm. like a bad team. They didn't look good. Be, yeah. Just because they beat, I think it was the Jets. No, no, they lost to the Jets. Who did they beat? They beat the Giants. That's who it was. They all of a sudden beat the Giants by like thirteen, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're back." The, it's like it's the Giants. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, Vikings number ten really hoping they slip and stumble they do have a bunch of primetime games so if Kirk cousins can you know keep up to his his uh mo that's what i'm hoping for so vikings number 10 interesting number nine i have the bills they're nine and three they have now beat the cowboys and the e no they didn't beat the eagles i keep thinking they beat the eagles the eagle that's the one like outlier game that the eagles won this game that this year that i didn't think they should win mm. um I, they looked yeah, good. They definitely sure. did look good in that game. Like that's what made me think, oh hey, maybe the Eagles are coming back and then they mm-hmm. lost to the Dolphins. So um I they're a nine and three team. They're beating the teams they should be beating. Um they're playing their game. Like and the big thing is you may not be a huge Josh Allen fan, but he has stepped it up the past five or so weeks. He has they haven't turned over the ball very much. I think I didn't I didn't I didn't look at the stats this week, but as of last week, I think they hadn't had an interception in like five or six games, or maybe it was they didn't have a turnover in five or six. Anyways, they're not turning over the ball. Their defense is pretty dang good. And mm-hmm. their offense has been good enough. Um they they're playing their ball and they're going to the playoffs. Um Yep. Whether they lose in the first round or not, I don't know. It's going to depend on who they match up against. But they're going to the playoffs, and they're they're going to have yeah. a better record than I even predicted at the beginning of the season. I think I put them at. Cool. I think I said they were going to be nine and seven, ten and six. They're probably going to be eleven and five. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to be eleven and five at this point. I think that's pretty safe. That's a good year yeah. for the Bills. Yeah, that's a real good year. Get those tables yeah. ready. Break that. Shit. Um, yeah. number eight, this might be an overreaction. Um, but right now I have the Packers at eight. I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. I have stole a little bit my Packers stock. Uh, their okay. defense is like, I think the numbers was 28th in scoring defense and 26th overall defense. 
and you're just not gonna you're just i thought their defense was a lot better than that their defense like definitely looked a lot better than that at the beginning of the season granted they weren't playing top teams and then like when they were put up against the 49ers who were obviously a good team they got dominated and you know part of that is probably what i mentioned that the rams it probably wasn't a great matchup um it's really hard to match up against the 49ers they do something that the rest of the league doesn't do other than the ravens um but i just they're and their 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 offense hasn't been good enough to pick up the slack mm-hmm. for their defense um okay so unfortunately i dropped them to number eight they're still going to be a playoff team they're still going to win their division um and they I don't see them beating the Saints or the Seahawks or the 49ers. So what they're really hoping for is to get that fourth spot so that they can um, play either the Vikings or the Rams so that they can win at least one playoff game. Um, okay. Uh, number seven, I have the Patriots. Thank God. I'm so happy. Wow, down to seven. Yeah, they're... So they played the the Texans this week. The Texans, um, yeah, and the Texans beat them pretty solidly, didn't they? They 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 were beating them pretty solidly. I think they ended up only winning by five. I think it was twenty eight to twenty three, something like oh, that. Wow. But at one point okay. they were up by like at least two touchdowns, if not like seventeen yeah, points. I say. Like I I I forgot the game was on, and then I looked at the score, and I was like, oh, the Texans have this game, so I didn't even turn it on. Yeah, that's because I was checking it. Just as I was like looking at fantasy stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Texans have that in hand." Yeah, that's the only reason I was checking is because I had DeAndre Hopkins. He needed to put up twenty points so that I wasn't eliminated from the playoffs, and uh, he yep. put up like sixteen. So, yep. uh, rough stuff. Yeah. Speaking of rough stuff, the Patriots. So they in that game against the Texans, what they did that I thought was genius, they took away Julian Edelman. They made sure Julian Edelman was not a factor in this game. And they're like, okay, let's see what the rest of your wide receivers can do. And mm-hmm. they weren't able to do anything. Uh, the Patriots have one of the worst red zone percentages in the NFL. Like they're really okay. missing Gronk is what I'm seeing. Like they, yeah. once they get into the red zone, they can't score and they settle for field goals. Um, okay. And they're just not going to beat any of the teams ahead of them if they're not scoring most every time they go to the red zone. Because their offense isn't great. They're not going to beat you over top. Tom Brady's not going to throw a 40-yard touchdown pass anytime soon. No. So they're going to have to kind of like beat you slowly and efficiently. And if you can't score a touchdown once you're in the red zone, you're not going to beat teams. So I have them at number seven. The defense is still good. I can't talk anything about their defense. Um Number six, we have the Texans. I kind of want to put them a little bit higher, but their record and kind of their shakiness over the season keeps them at number six. Um, I, I just don't know what to say. Their defense has stepped it up this year, and they mm-hmm. have Deshaun Watson, so they're going to be in every game they play. Um, cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I like hearing that. Yeah, as a as a Texas person, as a lifelong Texans fan, yeah. As a Number number five, I have uh, Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. And did you see uh, DT's touchdown this week? No, I didn't. Yeah, DT got his first touchdown. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it was like late in the game, but well, yeah, it was really cool because like, Kelsey and all the linemen were super excited for him. Yeah. So, like, 
two weeks ago, um, I was coming in saying that this game against the Raiders was like a huge game and they could potentially lose the division if they lost the Raiders. I didn't ever think they were going to lose the Raiders, but I thought it was going to be a close game and competitive game. And it's going to, the Raiders got dumpstered last week by the Jets who got dumpstered this week by the Bengals. So if Kansas City hadn't dumpstered the Raiders in return, they would probably be in that number seven spot instead of the Patriots. Um, But the offense is finally healthy again. Um, Some important stats for Kansas City. They're fourth in total points despite the quote-unquote struggles they've had with Mahomes missing three games. Mm. It was was only two. Anyways, they're still fourth in total points, and they have not lost a single game this year by more than seven points. I think that's pretty good. That's uh, pretty good. It means you're competitive in every single game you've won. Granted, they've lost a couple games they shouldn't have lost, but at least they kept it close, I guess. They weren't. They haven't been blown out by teams. Um, number four. This number two to number four is really, really hard for me. I, I, I think all it's of these... tight grouping. Yeah, I think all of these teams are relatively close. Uh, and okay. it's going to kind of... And it should be important to say all three of these teams are fighting for the number one spot in the NFC. So, I mean, if you haven't figured out who the teams are now yet, you do now. Um, but as, as I see it right now, I have the Saints at number four, the 49ers mm-hmm. at number three, and then the Seahawks at number two. Um, mm-hmm. so the saints, I mean, I already talked about them a little bit earlier. I am, I'm in love with their offense and their defense has stepped up. They have a really good pass rush. Um, and yeah, they're just a good team. I just, I don't think they beat the, the 49ers or the Seahawks. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I think they'll be competitive, but I think I sh- I guess I was just to say, I think the 49ers and Seahawks are better teams. Um, okay. just by a little bit though. Um, I did put the 49ers at number three. Most of this is just because the Seahawks beat him a couple weeks ago. Like after I really wanted to put him at, at number two with that close loss to the, the Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. the Ravens already, yeah. And the Ravens dumpstered the Seahawks, well, dumpstered 30 to 16. Um, okay. so like, it's kind of that weird dynamic where the Ravens beat both. Mm-hmm. But, the 49ers game was closer, but I think, okay. I think that was mostly just because the way those teams play, like they're, they're heavy on the defensive line and they run the ball a lot. Um, so mm-hmm. unless like the reason the Rams lost by 45 to three or 45 to six against the Ravens was because their first like four drives, they went three and out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's really hard for your defense to recover from like three or four, four and out, three and outs yeah. to start the game. Um, and so and that's just something that the Ravens and the 49ers can do is mm-hmm. if, if they get ahead early, it's going to be really hard to get that game back. Mm-hmm. If, if you, if you make a mistake and you let these teams get ahead by 14 points, you're probably not getting that lead back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have the 49ers at third. They might be second, but like I said, they lost to the Seahawks, so they get put at, put at third. Um, okay. Seahawks, I, besides Russell Wilson, 
there's no one really special on this team. Yeah. Like, no one. Like, I mean, Bobby Wagner. Sure, yeah. I, I'll agree. Bobby Wagner is special. But I, I even feel like he's, he's he, gotten he, old. Yeah, he's older. He hasn't been as big this year, but he's still a yeah. big name. Like, yeah, you talk about Bobby Wagner, and everybody knows who Bobby Wagner is, assuming yeah. you know the game of football. Um, yeah. But besides that, I mean, even then, it's not like this year he's been the de facto best linebacker. I don't even know if he's been – I don't think he's been the best linebacker this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't – I think – I haven't kept up with the Patriots defense, but their linebacker is really good. And then I, I just don't – like, yeah, sorry. I should finish that thought. <laughs> There's no one other than Russell Wilson that's really special on this team. Yeah. But this team is really special. Like, yeah, I agree with that. They just so they're really good. Um, they're likely. I honestly probably have the Forty ers as my team going to the Super Bowl at this point. Okay, but if it's not the Forty ers it's the Seahawks. I mean, this okay. the Saints obviously have a just as good chance too. Um, mm-hmm. one of those teams. So it's. Whoever wins the division and the Saints are gonna have the first and okay. the first and second spot in the first week bye. Um so whoever wins the division will probably play the Saints or the Seahawks in the NFC championship. Okay. Um just depending on you know how brackets work. I mean, I, I like. It's, I feel like it's the same thing for where we thought the Patriots were at at the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. the Ravens have proven against good teams, not just garbage. <laughs> not teams against that, the preseason teams. Yeah, that like, and yes, they did struggle a little bit earlier. They did lose that game against Kansas City. I really, really hope we can get a re- rematch of that game. Like, I really hope we get the AFC Championship with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um because I just think that's a really good matchup. Um, it'll be a really fun game to watch again. Um, I will say this. The Ravens are no doubt the best team in the league. They do also have a rookie wide or second-year quarterback, a pretty yep. young team. Do not be shocked if they lose a game they shouldn't in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that, you, you should say that. Up. Like obviously that's like the thing anyways, it's a playoffs, anything can happen, it's one game. Mm-hmm. But with like young players, I just think I just think it's kind of more likely to happen. Um Yeah, oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. So, you young teams I if you have a team that's experienced in the playoffs like the Patriots versus a team that's young in the playoffs like the Ravens, you just expect the Patriots to be able to do it just because they won't be as phased by the lights. Right. I mean, I kind of feel similar with the college football playoff with LSU and Clemson. Right. LSU hasn't been here. There's some shock. There's some excitement. Clemson's going to go into it with just the here's how we win it. Here's how we do it. And maybe that extra level of excitement hurts them. But With 50% of the Clemson team already being national champions? Yeah, like Exactly. Like They know how to do it. They know how to beat Bama. They know how to win the big games. Yeah. The Patriots know how to win big games. This Ravens team doesn't know how to win big games yet. They'll learn. I, I kind of did. I, I, I would say that before this this week, before the game against the 49ers, 
And I, I, it's different in the playoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this game, game against the 49ers was really big. It was really hyped. Like, we have some of these games that we talk about Super Bowl preview. Mm-hmm. This was a Super Bowl preview. Like, these, if okay. right now, I think, like, honestly, I'm talking myself into moving the 49ers into the number two spot. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, like, you have two of the top three teams, if not the top two teams playing. It was a mm-hmm. very competitive game. Like came down to a fourth down conversion and a field goal at the end to win it. Like, so they 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 know how to beat teams that are good. Yeah, it's just on that. It's stage, a different stage. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So, we'll see. I I obviously they're still Super Bowl favorites at this point. You you just you can't say that and and then be like, well, so with that being said, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably no. No, it's it's the Ravens are the favorites. Um, I just won't be shocked if the Patriots or the the Chiefs beat him. I think those are the only teams that can beat him. I, yeah. Do you know what's crazy is how re- like there's a fairly realistic chance that the Super Bowl we get is Ravens Niners, which is the last time either of those teams were in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, it is crazy, and and like these two teams that like, I mean the Forty Nineers were. Like yeah, the Ravens were, were just mediocre, like an eight to nine uh, win team the past ten day, ten years. Yeah, to all of a sudden both both these team both these teams are like Super Bowl favorites. Even though the same thing I said for the Ravens can be said for the Forty Niners. Like Garoppolo's yeah, no, never that's played how in I the got playoffs. To that, is I was like, oh yeah, like I feel like the Niners are similar. Oh, that'd be funny if they played each other. Oh wait, that would be the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that was how I got along that little yeah. path. So he's like. Hey, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm taking it back. I have the 49ers at number two. I know the Seahawks beat them. If the Seahawks beat them at the, the the last game of the season, I'll move them back. But right now, I just have the 49ers at number two. I just think they're too too good. Um, okay. So I'm that's I'm taking good. that back. Um, but yeah, that's 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 it for me this week. Okay, um, sounds good. Thanks for listening. Sorry about missing last week. I hope you can forgive me. Hope you guys had a great thanksgiving break uh, yeah hopefully did i tell you that we went to a renaissance fair it was dope no you didn't tell me that yeah i'll tell you about more about it later okay that is awesome and tweet us about your favorite renaissance fair memories yeah, tweet us about twitter. renaissance fairs and football on twitter on twitter sounds um, good all right yeah, peace. Thanks. thanks for listening bye